Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Hey, everybody. Welcome to VO Booth Besties VO 101. The goal of this series is to provide current and credible information to folks who are newer to the voiceover industry and want to learn more from the pros who know. There is so much information out there, and it can be quite overwhelming, and we hope to ease those feelings. Each week, we'll have a new topic, and sometimes we'll have a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. You can submit your questions through our website, boothbesties.com, or shoot them onto our Facebook group, and we'll do our best to include them in our discussions. A quick bit of housekeeping in order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered. We actually keep the hand raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open and JT will be monitoring that. Now, without further ado, let's um, meet our very talented actors who've joined us today. Mike Praviti is a professional full-time voice actor from the Boston area. Mike's work includes commercial video games, animation, and e-learning. Samsung, Mattel, Void Interaction, Lilith Games, Sonic, Morel, Beatbox Beverages, and Gab Wireless are just a few of the companies Mike has worked with. Mike's background as a singer-songwriter also allows him to continue to record vocals for jingles and other media. Uh, Sharibi Tay, who will be with us shortly, she had to jump into a session, is a creative artist with a passion for storytelling. As a professional voice actor, Sheree has lent their voice to a variety of genres and projects. With a background in theater, music, and hobby collecting, they bring a unique perspective and dedication to their work. As a queer AAPI and gender non-conforming artist who immigrated from Singapore, Sheree is committed to amplifying marginalized voices and telling diverse stories that matter. They strive to connect with audiences on a deeper level and bring their full self to everything they do, whether it's in the VO recording booth or the Broadway calling booth. With a love for DIY projects and problem solving, Cherie is always ready to take on new challenges and create meaningful art. And last but not least, Mandy Fisher, though most of us know her as Astoria Redhead, is an actor with over 15 years of experience in voiceover. She can be heard as the voice for clients like Corolla, Crayola, Squarepace, oh my God, (laughs) not today, Satan, not today, Crayola, Squarespace, Peloton, Coca-Cola, Disney, and many more. I'm so sorry, Mandy, for just butchering that. She enjoys posting helpful tips about the industry on her TikTok channel at Astoria Redhead. Welcome, everyone. We are so glad you've joined us. And now I'm going to turn it over to A.B. All right. I am so excited. This is super fun to have you guys here. So I, uh, I'm i fangirling a little bit. I love all three of you. You're great. Um, I, I feel like I've had the opportunity to interact with your content for, in a variety of different ways. So Sheree way back, but like at the beginning of COVID was really active on clubhouse. And I was in a lot of the rooms that she was in and I follow her on TikTok and them. I follow, sorry, I'm brain dead today. I follow them on TikTok and I love Mandy's content and um, Mike just more recently. And I still, every time I see your face, I'm like, Mike Praviti of MikePravitiVO.com. And I love it. So Mike, let's start with you because you are the newest person on our panel that started making TikTok on content, content on TikTok. It's in the air today. And I'm like on the East Coast and NJ's on the West Coast. (laughs) So you very specifically make content for fellow voice actors. So talk to us a little bit about the how and the why you got started on TikTok and what your response has been. Hey, ladies. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I hope I can talk. I know you guys can't, but I hope I can today. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think TikTok is just one of those, you know, a, a platform, a social media platform that is, you know, popular. Everybody's on it. And, you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm kind of a fan, not fan of social media, you know, for, for different reasons, but I knew that TikTok was one of the places that I had to, um, to get on, 
And so, um, and I, I just love TikTok, to be honest with you. So I had to ask my kids about it first. And, uh, yeah, just to, just to kind of say, all right, how exactly do I do this? And, um, and honestly, I've been freaking addicted to it ever since it's, it's pretty sad, but, um, and I love posting on the platform. I love it. So, so what, what started you talking about voiceover though, specifically, like why, why did you choose to make content about that? Well, because it's, you know, it's my business, um, obviously. So, and I think when, you know, when I make content, I don't really plan a lot. Like every once in a while, I'll, you know, write something down that, oh, I'd like to, you know, talk about this or whatever. But I think a lot of it is kind of me, maybe even, you know, trying to give myself some tips and hints and, you know, things like that. And so if it's on top of mind for me, I just kind of throw it out there. I, I don't plan too much. I just kind of do it and uh and throw it out and if people like it cool and if you know if if it's helpful that's even better well so how do your kids feel about you being on tiktok do they follow you do you have uh, do you interact yeah they they follow me we don't really interact too much because they get embarrassed because i'm still dad to them so um they you know but they they like the stuff or whatever and they think it's cool you know when when some of the videos get more views than others or whatever, but they don't, they don't, you know, I'm dad to them. So. Yeah. And that's my son. Uh, he, my son is t almost 20 and he's very active on TikTok, and he thumbs up all of my, you know, he, he likes and hearts all yeah. of the things that I, that I post. And I was, I told him one day, I'm like, it just means so much to me that you watch my videos. And he was like, Oh, I don't watch your videos. He's like, I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to support you, mom. I don't watch your videos. I'm not interested in, in that stuff. You know? Well, that's very nice that he's trying to support you. Yeah. I thought, I was like, well, it's a fun and it's kind of become our little communication. Like he lives in a different state. And so we'll send each other just funny TikTok videos. So it's been, Oh, fun. that's my, cool. My yeah, 14 year old. Yeah. She wants nothing to do. She doesn't look at them. She doesn't follow me. She does not oh, want me to funny. like heart anything of hers. <laughs> that is so funny. So. I know that age is is weird. It's like, you know, I have a, I have two girls. I have a, a 13 year old and an 11 year old. And uh, yeah, it's kind of it gets it gets kind of funky. But but no, they, they like it, I guess. You know, we don't talk too much about it, but they like it. Yeah. So. Sheree, your content on TikTok is not solely VO focused. Tell us a little bit about what you post about. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, you sound oh. great. Oh, thank you. Um, so I post a lot about Broadway stuff, about food stuff. It really started blowing up when I was like in Seoul and just eating delicious food that I knew I wanted to watch about later. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, that just blew up. And so I, I like to share... I like to say that I share what I wish I had seen before, you know, like things that I was like, man, I really wish that was around when I was a kid to like watch what it's like being a stage manager or what it's like being a voice actor and um, make that kind of content. Yeah, that's I, that's a really good point. You know, we, we talk about like NJ likes to say, well, what out, what value does this add? Like what are, what is the value that you're bringing? And I know my 12 year old niece wants to be a stage manager. Like that's her goal now. And I think that's come from social media and seeing that that's a, you know, I don't know that they knew that was a real job before. That is so you know? awesome. Have them talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I shall. Her mom won't let her on TikTok yet, but maybe I'll show her some of your yeah. videos. Um, so what is, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about what your why is, but tell us a little bit about the response you feel like you've gotten. Do you feel like this has helped your business, helped you grow? That's interesting. I think not particularly business-wise, but I think in terms of connections and connecting with other voice actors who are like, oh my God, I've totally been through this. Or, you know, people who are like, yes, I also went through burnout. Um, I think finding common ground with each other, that has really helped. Oh yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm not finding any real marketing efforts with TikTok, but it's an outlet to connect and find uh, people who get it. You know, when you're sitting, we sit alone in these boxes and talk to ourselves all day. And it's like, oh, just for a minute, someone else can understand how much that leaf blower is driving me crazy. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. Mandy Fisher, or as some of you may know her, Astoria Redhead. I still think of you as Astoria in my head, Mandy. Your presence on TikTok is really broad. You have tons of content, but your content, like Mike, is mostly VO focused, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I tend to focus on all voiceover related things, mostly because I see things uh, that are like completely wrong about voiceover or I see scams or I see people talking about it in a way that, I don't know, sometimes offends me or scares me for other voice actors. And I feel like it's my responsibility to respond to that. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, so what prompted you to begin using TikTok? Like, why did you start using TikTok in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it was exactly that. I had seen, someone had sent me a TikTok video um, and they were like, check this out. This this guy is talking about how to use um, ACX, which is, um, as most of you know, the Amazon um, audiobook platform. And it was just completely wrong. It was just from start to finish, it was just wrong information. And it shocked me that it was out in the wild this way and had gotten, I think, over a million views at that point. And it bothered me like fundamentally that this was being out there and it was being pushed. And it was being shown people who were interested in audiobooks or who have a dream about being a voiceover artist and watch this video and, and think, okay, these are the steps. Great. This is helpful. And then, you know, come to realize, oh, that's actually not how it works or that's not what you need to do. And, and sometimes dreams are fragile and it bothered me that people could be crushed by wrong information. So I just felt like I had a, a duty, uh, <laughs> a responsibility to kind of go on and, and quash bad, bad information about voiceover. Amen. And, you know, I think it's important to talk about why these people, because why these people put that content out there is not because they're trying to educate people about getting into the industry. It has nothing to do with that. It's simply about clickbait. They're getting they want, they are taking advantage of people who are looking and excited about this opportunity and they're just trying to get them to click. And so it, it does feel pretty important to try to combat that a little bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's, that's the big, my big why, um, for, for being on for sure. Yeah. And you have taken TikTok and kind of married it with discord in your community Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. I didn't plan on it for sure. Um, it happened very randomly. Um, at one point, someone commented on a video and said, oh, I, "There's so much I want to say and ask. I wish you had a, a Discord." And at the time, I had no idea what that was. So I, I went into kind of a deep dive rabbit hole, and at two in the morning last year, around this time, um, my Discord was born and. Um, I was really fortunate to have Chris Greenfield, who does a lot of TikTok challenges, uh, help me sort of set it up and, and be a monitor to, to help me understand the ins and outs of it. And it's been uh, really fun having, having people be in there, new people, veterans, um, people who aren't voice actors, who, who are engineers. I have a speech pathologist. There's some agents, uh, friends that I have. So there, there's a kind of all walks of life in there. And it's kind of nice to have a more intimate community there for people who really want to grow and, and need help and, you know, want to, want to learn. Yeah. One of the things about TikTok, I, I'm, I bet all three of you get frustrated with as well as I do is that you can't really engage as much as you'd like to, because they limit you to these short little responses, you know? And so I'm sure it's nice to be able to take the conversation over to Discord. I've tried to follow your Discord server, but I don't, I, I feel like I'm just too old. I don't know how it works, but I felt the same way about TikTok. Um, did anybody else feel that way about TikTok? Like, I'm not going to dance and I'm not going to be silly and, and I'm not funny. Um, so I don't know how to make, how did you, how did any, if you felt that way, how did you cross that bridge? That's how it started for me at first, because I had the stage manager videos go viral over the pandemic. And my friend was like, you have to put it on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not dancing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm not like singing a cover song on my guitar. But then I just made it what I wanted it to 
be. And I just put content out there that I knew that I wanted to watch and I knew that my friends would want to watch. And I feel like once you get into it, you'll find the things that interest you and it'll feed you things that interest you. Um, so now I get like random AI videos or like cooking videos. You know, it's not I don't get any dancing videos anymore. Same. I get a ton of everything because I follow the stupidest accounts ever on TikTok. <laughs> it's like I follow some of the craziest accounts. And, and that's the problem. You know, I got on TikTok and I, I was like, I'm not going to, you know. It's I'm going to post stuff that I need to post. It'll get five views here and there and then that'll be it. But oh, my God. So, I mean, and everybody knows some of the things, you know, you can find on TikTok. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff that pops up in my feed, it's only because I go in search of stupid videos sometimes. So uh, it's pretty funny. I've, I've gotten pretty addicted to TikTok, which uh, is probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it can be a place of craziness. Um, I know that when I look, so I keep seeing, for example, this song about the, um, if I were a fish, then you caught me. If you're an older person, you've probably seen that song on your TikTok. I don't know. Have you guys, am I the only one? It's Can all I just, over my feed. Uh, let me tell you, AB, and I hope you don't mind that I call you AB because everybody else does. So I forget. Oh, I no. Um, so that song, I just found that song the other day and have been literally singing it in I mean I can't get it out of my head I can't get it and I had to ask my kids about it yesterday and my kids know what it is and and I literally have not been able to get that song out of my head and um it's crazy Mandy Sherry are you seeing that song on your feed why is everybody on the internet so mean there we go awesome Now, the, so here's where the thing about TikTok being focused and what you choose to listen to comes into play, because I tried to explain this to my 14-year-old daughter, my 18-year-old son, and my 20-year-old son. They had never heard it. It wasn't showing up at all in their feeds. And that just goes to show that it feeds you what what you're seeking and what you find. And so you really can... There's people who are like, I don't want to be on TikTok because I don't want to waste my time with all this other stuff. If you if you are strategically following posts that that are things that you want to see, then you'll see good stuff. So how do you guys manage that? Obviously, Mike, you're not managing it yet, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like there are certain things that, you know, I'll follow. If I, if I come across something, I'll follow it. But I, I you know, I watch a lot of voice actor um, accounts. You know, I love, uh, you know, Mandy's account. Um, I'm, I'm always looking for, for her stuff. And the more F-bombs Mandy throws out there, the more I like the video. So Mandy, keep, keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. And, uh, and, you know, Cherie, I, I don't know Cherie, but, um, looking forward to seeing some of her content, but yeah, I just kind of, I, you know, if I like it, I watch it and then more of it pops up on my feed, you know? Yeah. I'm super careful about what I like, what I favorite, what I share, because the, it learns all of that. And then also it compares your content. So if you liked videos one two three and then not four and five but then your friend likes let's say what two three four like they explained it they will feed you your friend's content and that's why sometimes you see things that you're like why is this video of like cow hooves cleaning on my feed it's because one of your other friends liked it Cherie, I just brought this up the other day because I said, and I even made a post about it on Facebook because I had been scrolling and clearly spent a millisecond too long of a half naked J Lo. And then my whole feed was just full of pictures. I was like, I was scrolling. All I did was scroll. I didn't even like it or anything. And the next thing you know, I was like, okay, I, that, Lesson learned. Don't, don't look, don't look, don't look too long. <laughs> I know I've had to use the, um, the, I think it's the three dots. And then you say, show me less like this. I've had to use that a few times, especially when there, there's certain trends. Like there was one about people dying and it was this song and it was so sad and it was just showing up in all my feeds and I couldn't get rid of it. And I kept unfollow, stop showing me this. So you really have to work hard to keep it focused on what you want to see for sure. Cherie, let's start with you on this question. What is your process for creating content? Do you plan stuff in advance or do you just create when inspiration hits? What do you do? 
That's a good question. Most of the time I just create when inspiration hits. So a lot of my videos are just in the moment where I'm s- sitting at a restaurant. I'm like, hmm, I should take a video about this. Or like today I just decided to make a video about my day as a voiceover artist. But I did use ChatGPT to generate um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok uh, content, but I haven't used any of it because it's so generic. It was like, did you know that voiceovers can enhance your brand and captivate your audience? Let's explore how my voice can elevate your products. Hashtag voiceover services. And I'm like, okay, no, like I, I want my content to be like genuine and like in the moment, like you're there with me, you know? Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Mandy? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, sometimes I will batch. Sorry, I'm outside um, and there was a big truck that just came by. Um, Sometimes I will batch out content um, and I'll talk about uh, one thing in sort of a long succession and just cut my videos um, from that one long talk when when inspiration hits. And I'll have four or five videos out of the one thing that I was talking about because sometimes I can just go down a fucking rabbit hole and it is, uh, you never know what you're going to get sometimes. Um, and then other times, yeah, I'll, I'll be scrolling and I'll see something and it will inspire me or I'll see something and it will inspire me negatively. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of both, I would say. So how long would you say you're spending editing um, and this question's up for grabs with anybody. When you're editing a video, I know it just takes me forever and I get so frustrated. How long do you spend doing this? That's so interesting to hear that Mandy does like one long take. For me, I clip it like I'm one of those like old school like filmmakers where I'm on one reel of f- film and I'm just like quick three second clip. Okay, moving on with my day. Next three second clip. So all I have to do is really cut like a little bit of each chunk. And then if I want to throw some voiceover, I do it. If not, boom out it goes to the world so you don't you're not spending a ton of time on it i mean i do spend a lot of time on some of them but i try not to (laughs) and it sounds like if you do you're enjoying it the the sound of your voice that i'm enjoying. yeah yeah i really like it i think it's fun all right mike what about you do you post daily do you have a schedule yeah so i try to post one video a day sometimes i'll post a couple um it's on my, I have a, a calendar book that's on my desk here and I have it as kind of part of my daily routine. Sometimes I can't get to it. Most days I do though. And it's really, you know, kind of like Cherie and, and Mandy. It's a, I think it's a little bit of both for me. Most of the time it's when inspiration hits, um, you know, something happens to me in a session or something, you know, as I'm doing an audition and it just kind of hits me and I, I have a little, you know, um, iPhone stand right on my desk and I pop my iPhone in and I just do the video. I don't, it doesn't take too long, you know, maybe, maybe five minutes to, to do it and get it out. And, um, and, uh, I don't, you know, every once in a while I'll plan something, you know, I'll think of something on one day, but I can't get to it. So I write it down the next day. I'll do a video about this. Yeah, that sounds, I, I'm so, sort of like you, or I'll have ideas pop in my head, uh, but I'm usually really busy. So I'll try to jot it down and then come back to it later. And then I'll be like, what was that crazy idea I jotted down? I, I don't know what this means anymore. So I'm trying to kind of do it on the fly, but it's, I guess there has to be a blend, doesn't there? I think so. I mean, I think that there, you know, can be, because sometimes inspiration is going to hit and some days, you know, I don't know if, if Mandy doesn't seem to have this problem, I don't think. Um, I don't know if Cherie does, but I mean that sometimes you're just like, I, I got nothing, you know? That's why I batch out content because some days um, I don't feel like it or some days I am overwhelmed or, you know, the plethora of reasons why I don't feel up to making new content. Um, I, I probably have 20 or 30 videos in draft at any given time just so you know, when I have those days where I can't or don't want to, um, I can fire something off and feel like I'm still connected to the community. Yeah, I like that. Because uh, do you feel like you're expected to put content out uh, daily? Yeah, I I think I used to feel that way. I think I've most recently stopped feeling that way. Um, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think I I just sort of accepted that the community that's there is going to be there. And if they don't want to be there, they won't be there. And, um, if they, if they, 
want to come to Discord, there's multiple touch points now instead of just one. So I feel like there's less pressure to constantly put stuff out. Um, but I, I still, I, I don't think I haven't not put something out every single day since last year. Wow. So for all of you, did you focus on building your followers? Did Were you worried about increasing your followers or was it more something you were just doing for fun? And if you were worried about it, how did you increase your followers? You know, for me, when I started posting, it was just because I, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start posting on social and I'm, you know, just going to have a presence. Um, I followed a lot of people in the industry, you know, um, people that I like their content. But I never really, you know, my concentration, and maybe it should be, but I'm not out there to be a content creator. Uh, you know, I'm like, I don't think of myself as that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that for me, it's just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm going to put stuff out there that I know that I that I'm thinking about my business. And, you know, if people want to listen and, and get something out of it, that's great. Um, so I never really, you know, I didn't really care about um, you know, wow, am I going to get up to, I don't even think I have a thousand followers. So, you know, I've never really concentrated too much on that. You know, I put out content that, that I like, that I think might be helpful, you know, and, um, hopefully it is, uh, here and there to people. But, um, so I, you know, I never really concentrated too much on, on followers and things like that. Yeah. I was really worried about it at the beginning because I thought I, <laughs> it's like you get, you can go live when you have a thousand followers. And so I was like, I need to get to a thousand followers so I could go live. And then I got a thousand followers and I'm like, why do I want to go live? I don't know. I, I have no desire to do it now. And it's just kind of like, it was this goal, but it made, it, it made no logical sense. And it, it, you know, so Cherie, you talked about building connections and, and, establishing, you know, a network through it. How do you feel like you build your connections? Do you always reply to your comments? Like, how do you build your connections? So talking about the follower count thing, which I think links into it. When I first started my Instagram, I was at like 100 and then it was like stalled at 300. And then I just, it's weird because I got onto Hadestown and that gained a lot of traction where people are like, oh my God, I want to see Hadestown content. And then with my TikTok, I started with like, I don't know, like a hundred something and it just slowly grew. But then when I went to Korea, I was just making food videos for me because I'm like, I want to watch that and salivate later when I watch it back. <laughs> um, little did I know, thousands of other people wanted to see that too. So then that bumped up to 25,000 and I kind of stalled around 20K and I started biking to work uh, in Manhattan from Brooklyn to Broadway and um, I started going live, one, because TikTok saves your lives for 90 days and I don't have a dash cam. So if anything happened, I would have that video as reference. Two, it was a way to connect with people and, again, show things that, like, New York is not dangerous. No one is going to stab me as I ride my bicycle. You know, hopefully not. But, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, this is a place where people raise their kids. Like, this is a community. Like, this is where we live. Like, don't shit on New York City like that. So I think that sense of building things that showing things that you love things that bring you joy I think really pulls a lot of people in that's true it's true and that's why it's actually making connections and not just talking right because we're talking about the things that we love and it it connects to people and on that note do you find that you have um especially with voice the for okay so let's say Mandy specifically do you find that you have followers who know nothing about voiceover or are not in the industry and are following you just because they think your content is interesting? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and it, it's funny, it, it kind of manifests out in a lot of different ways sometimes. Like I'll post something about pronunciation and then somebody who is not part of the voiceover industry at all, um, who's maybe a psychologist will say, oh, I have patients who say it this way. And it's interesting. I didn't know that, you know, it's because of this or that there's multiple ways of saying it. That's so interesting. And it's like, it's random sometimes, very, very random. Um, but it's, it's funny to kind of see all those walks of life who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about, you know, what a wild line is or what a buying cycle is for commercial. But 
it's it's cool to see this other side of the coin. All right. I think we are going to take a quick break for our 30-minute mark. NJ? All right. We are at the half hour. Let's do a quick room reset. Holy moly, it's already flown by. If you've just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties, and this is our VO 101 series where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into the voice in over industry. And today we're discussing TikTok as part of your VO business. Thanks for joining us, and let's get back to the interview. Back to you, AB. All right. So, Sheree, you were talking about Instagram and other things. Do you cro- do you cross promote your videos to other platforms? So, do you make a TikTok video and share it to Instagram, or do you make different videos? How do you handle that? Um, absolutely. <laughs> so, when Instagram was giving away money for Reels, I was like, "Oh, well, that's smart." And what I would do was just um, screenshot my video from TikTok or downloaded it without the TikTok um, logo because apparently they like pull your video away. You know, they don't let as many people watch it. Um, and I would just post it on there and it would do pretty well. Um, now I'm just like, eh, they don't, they don't give money anymore. So I just repost my TikTok uh, video with the logo on there. Yeah. Um, what other platforms do you use? Um, I have Facebook, uh, with my own profile and then I have Twitter. Twitter, I haven't cracked that nut yet. Um, if someone knows how, let me know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, sometimes on Facebook, but mostly Instagram and TikTok are my go-tos. Um, just, I feel it's, it's more connective there. Whereas Facebook, I'm more in the groups than giving out videos, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like one has a greater benefit over the other, Instagram versus TikTok? I know personally I can post the same video to TikTok and have 500 views in 24 hours and I can post a video to Instagram and have two, the same video. So I was just curious if you had seen that trend. I think Instagram and TikTok are quite different. Instagram feels very polished. It seems like Instagram is just for your highlight reel if that makes sense i'm trying to change that where i like i'm like man like this is depressing shit like i'll post that on instagram um (laughs) whereas tiktok is like hey here i am like this is me you're getting me period instagram is like "Mm, here's me at the gala you know so (laughs) yeah tiktok feels a little bit more authentic exactly i like that what do you how do you feel about that mandy and and mike either one of you at the gala. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard at that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, in the early days of Instagram, I was definitely all about it and was very excited about it. Um, but then, uh, and for reasons like Cherie stated, was posting things about Astoria, where I live, and and showing things about New York City and, and things that I liked about living here. And Um, less about voiceover, more about my personal life. And then the internet is weird and I felt kind of creeped out by some things that had happened. So I kind of stopped doing that and and made it more about voiceover again. But I don't really post there anymore. The only place that I'm really posting any kind of social media content is is TikTok. And Mike, how about you? Yeah, so for me, um, I post on, I I take my TikTok videos and Jen Greenfield is going to kill me, but I um, post on Instagram. I just use that to post on Instagram and Facebook, Um, (laughs) Jen. Um, But, you know, and I just do it and I hate to say it, but I do it because it's easy and I do it because, you know, it's, um, I guess it's easy. But on now on LinkedIn, um, I used to do the same. I don't do that anymore for LinkedIn. but it's funny, like, you know, TikTok, I think I have more followers on Instagram, but, um, you know, just like uh, the other ladies, I don't, I don't get as many views, even close to as many views on Instagram. Um, I think if I had to, like, if somebody said, hey, take all your, you know, social media away except for two platforms, for me, it would be TikTok and LinkedIn. Um you know, for me, but that, that's how it goes on the social media pages. I mean, if I never posted on Instagram and Facebook, it would be no big deal. I just do it to kind of put my, you know, stuff out there, but. All right. Do you think it helps to have one message for your channel, like focusing in on VO versus changing it up? I'm just curious if anybody has strong thoughts on that. 
I know that people are like niche down and like only post this. Yesterday I posted a clip of like Ted Lasso talking about Julie Andrews and I just figured that's just me. That's my content. It's my page. I'm going to post what brings me joy and what makes me happy and what I enjoy. And that's that's it. I love it. That's that's how I feel about it, too. And most of it ends up being VO because that's a big part of my life. But um, and it's what I'm thinking about in the moment, you know, and I don't post I don't want to post a ton of stuff about my personal life because of my kids, you know. But do you feel like or can you tell us any of you, have you actually secured any jobs using TikTok? Do you feel like it's part of your marketing effort? It wasn't. Um, that was never my goal. I never intended to meet people, th- for, like clients, through TikTok. It happened organically and by not not even me showcasing my work. I don't really post my work often. Um, I do it sometimes. I will post an audition, that the audition that I did for the job, and then the final spot sometimes just to you know, show the process and to, for educative purposes, but uh, never with the intention to book more jobs. And, and that just kind of happened very, very organically and randomly. And so, yes, I have definitely met people um, who have introduced me to people or people who have said, oh, I heard, I heard you in a spot. I'm pretty sure it's you. Is that you? And then Jobs will happen just from from that, from people hearing me talk and then recognizing me in the wild. Um, so it was never part of my plan, but it is something that I think about more consciously now um, when I post when I post videos. I mean, I would post anything. It just so happens that I'm in my booth, you know, just like we all are. You know, we're in our booths the majority of the day, um, and even sometimes at night depending on, you know, what auditions come in, et cetera. But I mean, I would, I would post anything, you know, I mean, not nothing, you know, too personal. I don't want to get into that type of thing, but you know, but I would, I would post something if I was out with my kids or whatever. And I think I have, you know, um, posted things when I'm out every once in a while. Um, but to me posting, you know, the things that I post, it's very cathartic for me. Um, and it, you know, that's why I post so much about business because, you know, I love what I do and, you know, I, I get a lot out of it. And so, um, you know, it's kind of the whole when inspiration hits, but yeah, I've, I've posted other things before, but it's mainly going to stay, you know, really about voiceover. So is it about my marketing for you, Mike? Um, you know, it, I don't know, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I've never gotten a job off of TikTok. So I, I don't really, you know, I, I think, like I said, the the main goal for me is just to put stuff out there when I think of it, if I think that other people will benefit from it, you know, so, so I don't really think about it in, in a way that, you know, I would do it like marketing wise. I mean, I guess it is, it, it's all marketing, right? Whether you're on, you know, whatever platform you're on, it's all marketing. Anything you do to put yourself out there is marketing. So I guess it's, you know, obviously it can never hurt, but I don't, uh, I don't look at it as, okay, I, I have to market cause I'm going to gain clients from it or anything like that. That's a good way to think about it. I mean, because I don't know about you guys, but every now and then I, I search my name on Google just to make sure that good stuff is popping up and that there's nothing that I don't want to be out there. And um, I'm noticing now that my TikTok videos are showing up in, in a Google search for my name. So, you know, it, if somebody's like, oh, hey, who was that voice actor that we used? And, and they type it in, they may come up across one of my videos and um, it shows I know what I'm talking about, right? You um, should sign up for see. Google Digest, which actually will send you anytime someone mentions your name. And this is for any other voice actors in the room. Um, you can sign up for that. And then anytime your name is mentioned on the internet, it emails you and it's like, hey, your name came up in this. I did. I have never heard of that. Google Digest. That's fabulous. I love it. I actually was looking for something for- last night and found a video somebody had made reviewing one of my... Um, sleep stories for kids and I had never heard it. And I was like, what? I didn't even know this was out there. Google Google alerts. My bad. Google alerts. Google alerts. Okay. Google alerts for our audience listening. What advice would you give to talent who are considering starting to post content on TikTok? Like if somebody's 
let's say JT. JT doesn't have, do you even have a TikTok account, JT? I don't. So let's say- I watch the stuff you guys send me. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say she says today, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start a TikTok account. For somebody just beginning, what advice do you have? I think it's that saying of, you know, don't think, don't want, just do. Honestly, no one's going to watch your first hundred videos probably. And that's what you have to take it as. Same thing as YouTube. No one's going to watch your first 200 videos. And from there, you keep learning what you want to post, how you want to edit. And just like voiceover, you can't wait for the perfect job. You have to keep practicing. And that's what it is too. It's practice. Like, I don't think the three of us making content are like suddenly perfect at it. I think it's something that we craft and learn and see what we want to do and see what's engaging and see um, how we want to edit or how we want to film and then do that. So just start, just start posting. It could be a three second clip of like some audio you you found, but start practicing. I love it. Don't think, don't want, just do. Yeah, I think um, I I love that advice. um, And I wish I would have had that advice when I was first starting to make TikToks um, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think that's part of the beauty of TikTok is that you can do a variety of different types of content. You know, a three second clip, a 10 minute video where you're or actually I think they took away 10 minute videos, a three minute video of you talking about, you know, your favorite TV show or whatever, whatever it is, whatever you like, whatever you know, the things that you want to see is the things that you can create. And that's that's why TikTok for me is so fun, because I can go on a rant about the differences between in perpetuity and exclusivity and then also do a, 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 a what do you call it, a lip sync to a song or a, a trending audio or something like that, that I think is funny. So I think because there's variety, you don't have to niche down you don't have to niche down your subject matter and you also don't have to niche down to you know your style yeah and I think you just kind of find it as you go to you know I mean I think I think the the one thing if I have one point uh, it would be just be you just be you be genuine whatever that is you know because I think people that are going out there to you know like planning like okay I'm gonna get on TikTok and I'm gonna make this type of content and I'm going to do this. So they watch a a ton of other videos and this is what I have to do. And this is kind of how I have to go about it. You just have to go about it, how you're going to go about it. If you think too much and you overthink, I've noticed that anytime I go to do a video, if I overthink it, it always sucks. Like it sucks. Mm -hmm. And, and, but, but, you know, and I'll end up just deleting it and then, you know, starting fresh or something and, and, you know, maybe even the next day. But I think just being genuine, being who you are, um, wh- whoever that is, is, is just, you know, the biggest point, I think, the biggest piece of advice that I would give anyway. You know, I just want to jump in because one of the things that the three of you do that we haven't brought up yet, <laughs> and it's a little bit of a point of contention, some people know um, with me. But all three of you create your own content. Like it is, it is your words. And and now again, you may be playing off something or stitching something, but what I find for a lot of accounts that I struggle with, because I'm all about engagement. I, when you post something and, and AB said it earlier, I'm all about, does it provide value? Does it start a conversation? you know, do I have anything that I can add to this um, based on what you've posted? And what, one of the things I struggle with is just all of the duet challenge things. And again, not that it doesn't have a place, but you're, you're not creating your own content that way. And, and I find for me, I just, you're just telling me your voice and I just scroll. Like I, I like that all three of you are actively creating your content about you, what matters to you, and not just repeating what somebody else is already doing. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, every now and then somebody will send me one of those duet challenges. They'll be like, do this this TikTok voiceover challenge. You Could you be a voice actor? I'm like, yes, I can. I get paid for it every day. So I'm good. I don't need to do those videos, but um, I think it, it can be a fun way to practice for people. It can be an outlet. 
Um, it's just about finding the balance, right? You don't want every one of your videos to be somebody else's content that you're just reciting. You want to have a blend. So, yeah. And, sorry, AB, go ahead. But, no, you go ahead. No, I was, all I was going to say is that, you know, I, I, you know, we all see those challenges and I know, you know, there's a lot of people that do those and, and that's cool and all, but, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I love when, like Mandy stitched one of my videos that uh, I'm sure I think a lot of people saw, which I was freaking hysterical when I saw it and it was great, but, but the beauty of it wasn't just because she stitched one of my my videos it was because it gave you two sides of how to go about doing things um you know in you know as a voice actor so it was you know to me it was educational in that way too so like if i see stitches i, I like those types of things um again my two cents but so mike i know that you open your videos with mike Graviti and you begin and end your videos the same way every time. And we're talking about having your content be unique, but do you do anything, Mandy and Shuri, to brand your content? No. <laughs> mine is not Mine is not geared towards voiceover. I think mine is an amalgamation of everything I personally enjoy. And if that happens to be a voiceover video and people find it, that's great. I have people who stop me in the street in New York City of like, oh, my God, I love your like video about buns. I went there and ate and that was amazing. And then I walk down the street and someone else is like, oh, my God, are you that stage manager from TikTok? So like I think that's the cool part is just me being me and bringing everything that is me to the table and people being like, oh, I knew you were a foodie. I didn't know you were also a stage manager, you know, so that's cool. I love it. Yeah, I don't think I I actively brand. I think I subliminally brand because um, I think all of my videos, 98% of my videos are all in my booth. So whenever you see a video of mine, you get the same background. Like people know what my booth looks like. They know that I have a Dwight cross stitch. They know I've got narwhals in <laughs> certain places. They know you know, okay, we're getting a voiceover video. And if I'm not in my booth, it's usually not about voiceover. So okay. there's like some subliminal branding, I guess, um, which was not initially on purpose, but I think has helped sort of cue people to understand, okay, this is what we're, this is what we're getting today from her. Cool. Thanks. I love it. I feel like personally, my name is my brand. And so anytime that I'm putting content out there, it's part of who I am. And what to Cherie's point, it's who you are. If you're putting stuff out there about who you are, it's part of your brand. And we talked a little bit about um, branding and your social media last week and making sure that what we are putting out is on brand with who we want to portray to the world. Meaning like, I don't, I don't see any of you suddenly posting some really angry rant about something completely unrelated because it wouldn't be on brand with what you talk about. Right. Um, or maybe it is, I don't know. <laughs> um, having done theater for so long as well, it's people want to work with people who they like or people who are fun to be in a room with. So I think bringing that back into who do you want to work with? Who do you want to recommend for jobs and them seeing your content? And, you know, it doesn't have to be you performing everything, but it's somebody who's clearly good at their job, but also like fun to be around. And that's, that's kind of what I, I put out into the world. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, not on TikTok, but the social media platforms that I am on, I'm just careful about the content that I, I put out. I don't spew personal opinions about touchy subjects. I stay out of politics. I don't think that's anything I want to put out there as a professional. Well, and I think the other thing, um, and Cherie pointed us to is, is, is sharing without expectation when, when, and, and Mike said it and, and, and Mandy said it, when you're, when you're just sharing what, what feels good and what inspires you, what, what, um, you know, what you like and what you want to put out there. That's another thing where I know people get so frustrated and especially on TikTok and kind of circling back to those voiceover challenges is when your content is forced, like Mike said, when he's really trying hard, when it just feels like you're just selling and you're trying to get attention or you're, 
when you're trying to do something with an ulterior motive, it just, it's not going to land. And the thing is, I think there's a, and Mandy's the best person to speak to this. There's a real, um, kind of fallacy out there that if I am just posting my voice doing things on TikTok that, you know, I'm going to have my American Idol moment and that one casting director is going to find me who just happened to be looking and, you know, filtering through all the challenge and they're going to find me. And it's just, it's just so unfortunately not true. And so when your intention is like, I'm just trying to get work or try to get a job, it, it, it reads salesy and just and is a bit off-putting. And although, unless your intention is, I just want to entertain, which is really where I come from in a lot of my posts, is I just want to be fun and silly and and just entertain. But when you try to go into it with expectation or thinking you're going to land a job or that one agent's going to find you, ah, that's it. Just it doesn't make it as enjoyable. You want to speak to that, Mandy? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's like with voiceover, when you overthink or are trying to be too much of a people pleaser, when you have auditions like that, where you're trying too hard to do something that you think the listener wants to get from you, people can smell it a mile away. They can hear it a mile away. And when you when you're just you and you're your authentic you for better or for worse, that's even on your worst days that's 10 times better than being this artificial, manufactured, sugary, people-pleasing, whatever adjectives you want to insert there, um, that's trying to get something out of it instead of giving something out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that that really resonates. That, that Are you trying to get something out of it or are you trying to give back? And I think it really does come down to being ourselves. Um, I posted, I think yesterday on LinkedIn, I, I tried for a long time to be funny. I'm not funny. I, I want to be funny. I love funny content, but I'm just not funny. And, um, and I kept trying to write things that were, and they just would fall flat. And I kept trying, not, not really with TikTok as much as um, with LinkedIn in the beginning when I was first getting on that platform. And I shared that my son, my uh, six-year-old on his Mother's Day form wrote, it says, my mom is funny because, and it left it blank. And he wrote, she's not funny. (laughs) I'm not right. So we just have to be who we are. I love sharing content to help, to encourage, to inspire, to uplift. Like my goal is to make people feel good about themselves and what they're doing and to, and it, and it's not usually going to be with a chuckle, you know, but that's who I am. Yeah. And you have to be yourself. I think, you know, like I said before, I think that's the big thing. Mandy, I think actually your next video should be uh, talking about this and the title should just be cut the shit. And you should just I think I think you need to do that. That would be very on brand. It's very on brand. It is. It is. Yeah, that track It is very that track. Yeah, that sucks. Cut the shit. Just put them all in a row and just go go to town. If you like the video you're making and you are enjoying that video and you finish that video and you're like, damn, that's a good video. If you are proud of it, that no one can take that away from you, even if it gets two views. Make it for you, you know? Make it something that you enjoy and not something, oh, I'm going to hate doing this video. Why am I even making this? I look ugly. No, have fun with it. Do it. And don't let, oh, Cherie, you're just, oh, you're saying such wonderful things. Don't let the engagement numbers, the analytics dictate who you are or or what you've put out into the world. I, that is just such a wonderful point because behind every, I, I read this on LinkedIn the other day, this guy, he's a big time content creator and is a social media manager. And he's like, behind every social media manager is a post with zero likes or, you know, one thumbs up or, you know, like we all just try, but again, it has to come from a place of enjoyment. This is me. And I I think think sometimes like my, my thought behind the numbers, I I was definitely obsessed with the numbers um, first starting out and was feeling like really discouraged if I would see a video that only got 50 views or a hundred views or, you know, 200 views. And then and then I realized, like, I don't know 200 people in real life. 200 people saw my content. That's a lot of fucking people. Like, I don't, I couldn't put 200 people in a room right now. So the fact that 
we're thinking 200 is not a lot. Like, I don't know where that came from, that mindset, but 200 people saw something that you made. That is a lot of people. And even if it's 50 people, that's a lot of people. So if you think about them, not as just numbers, but as actual people, like when you see that number and you're like, oh shit, like 25 real people saw something that I made. I think that's a bigger impact than, than you really give yourself credit for. But again, like it shouldn't matter. The numbers shouldn't matter. But if you're feeling like, oh man, I made this thing. I spent all this time on this thing and no one's seeing it. That's not, that's not really true. Um, even if it's 10 people, that's 10 real people. That's a lot of people. I love it. I love that so much because um, NJ will tell you, I actually got started on TikTok because I was frustrated that I had applied to speak at some conferences and, and had been turned down and I was kind of feeling blah. And, and I used it as an outlet and I, I had a video that had like a thousand views in a short period of time. And I'm like, I if I was speaking at a conference, I wouldn't have a thousand people in front of me. And it gave me an outlet to, to share and do exactly what I wanted to do. And now I have no desire to speak at a conference because I have a conference every day on my TikTok account, right? Like I have an audience and that's why we do it. And I want to address one more thing before we close, because this, I feel like can be kind of the elephant in the room. Um, we sometimes believe we have to look perfect in order to make a video. Our hair has to be done perfectly, that we have to have our makeup done that we, I'm sure Mike, you're really worried about that. <laughs> but, um, I know from watching each of your videos that, that you don't make that your priority. It's, I've seen Mandy with her hair up in a bun, just clearly fresh out of the shower. And Sheree, you don't put any bells and whistles on. You're just who you are. So can you speak to that and, and send a message to the audience that it's okay to just look like you look in the moment? People are going to judge you no matter what. I think growing up, that's just going to be the case. People are going to find something. If they're insecure about something themselves, they'll find it in you. And you can't change that. You can only do what you want to do. I had one video where I felt like shit. I felt like an imposter. And I called Deb Sperling crying. And I posted that online because I'm like, what the hell? I'm going through such a drought. And it resonated with so many people. And um, a casting director asked about me through that video. And I was like, this is strange. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just do you. You don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect Put that content out there um, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, as long as you're not harming anyone or, you know, obviously making anyone like feel shit about themselves. Make it you. Make it what brings you joy. Make it honest and truthful and and things that like ignite that fire in you. And that'll, I think, bring together more people than you realize. I love it. I saw that video and related to it so much. Um, Mandy, Mike, do you have anything to say and add before we close up? Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. And if they do care, then they're there for the wrong reasons. And you know what? You It's your page. You can block them. You can say, okay, I don't want that in my feed or in my comments or whoever. Like you can, you can get rid of them. You can do what you need to do to protect your own mental health if there are people that are there for the wrong reasons. So um, yeah, I sometimes like to look a certain way, but sometimes I don't have it in me to look that way. And so I just post when I feel like I want to post and it's given me a lot more. It's hard. I'm an introvert and it's hard for me sometimes to get behind the camera and to, and to do it. But it also gives me a lot of freedom over, you know, over myself to just put myself out there the way that I am without any kind of pretense. Yeah, I was hoping somebody would notice my makeup. So I'm so glad. It's you so nice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I, I mean, honestly, have you seen my videos? It's obvious that I don't really care what I look like. But, you know, I, I don't. I, I don't think about it. I get up in the morning and I, I get dressed and I go into the booth and I start working. And if I come up with a video, you know, something that I want to say, then I'll, I'll put it on there. You know, so, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I don't. Again, you've seen my videos. I don't think too much about it, but. I love it. Well, I just want to thank each of you so much for your time and the beautiful insight that you've given. I really feel like someone can just take this and, and jumpstart and get out there and start putting out their content. Stop worrying about, am I going to look good enough? What do I need to say? Just say and do what brings you joy. 
and um, we've made it to an hour. So we appreciate every single one of you joining us in the audience. And um, we love you. We appreciate your support. And we want to remind you that Booth Besties is live two days a week. We invite you to join us Monday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific. And again, our VO 101 series is Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. And JT? Yep. Meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn. Join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group if you haven't. Replays are available to listen to on our website, boothbesties.com, on YouTube podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Please share your comments, like, and subscribe because we appreciate that too. You can sign up for the VO Booth Besties Monday newsletter so you know what's coming up for the week ahead. You'll also find discounts from our affiliate partners there as well. We are excited to share that on Monday, our guest speaker will be Tina Marasco. Um, for many of you uh, who know Tina, you know she is the in-show narration voice of Love It or List It on HGTV. Um, so she'll join us to discuss the ins and outs of in-show narration, and you definitely uh, do not want to miss it. So thanks again to everyone who um, joined us today, and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. VO Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.